Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of Goblin Games, the supplement to the Goblin Lore podcast where we just kind of keep things light, keep them short, and we have as much fun as we can. I'm your host, Hobbskew. You can be found on Twitter, at Hobbskew. And we have with us today guest as well as my co-host. Yeah, I'm Joe. I'm the uh, producer of Goblin Lore and Goblin Games, and it's about to get weird. That's all you... Okay, well, see, you made it awkward. Okay, and we got (laughs) Nick with us. So, Nick, you want to tell us a little bit about who you are? Uh, My name is Nick Prince. I've played Magic for a long time. I love all aspects of it, including the lore and the flavor and competitive magic. And mostly, I just am really active on Twitter. (laughs) That's, That's really all I can say is my contribution to Magic, is that I tweet a lot. And then we have Arctic Mebo. Did you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Allie Warfield. You can find me on Twitter at Arctic Mebo. I've been doing a lot more seeing this year um, with like VClick podcast, and then I'm going to start streaming this next year. And, and I've been writing for Hipsters for a couple weeks, so a lot of exciting stuff in the works. Hipsters of the coast, yep. Still we'll looking for food. my uh, Taco Bell sponsorship. So. <laughs> we are going to play a little game today called Yikes or Yeet. And since neither Joe nor I are hip enough to really understand this game, we brought on the two people on Twitter that we thought could best represent. From what I can understand, yikes kind of means that you are supposed to sit in the penalty box or something. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the mm-hmm. consequences the of box. it, yeah, but I think a, it's not good. Yeah, it, there's a penalty box. There's a there's a dunce cap involved, I'm sure. Uh, I, otherwise, I don't know why I'm wearing this right now. But uh, yikes, bad. Yeet. Good. So we're going to talk about a couple of different topics from Magic. Since it's the end of the year, uh, we're going to sort of do like a, a fun year in review in in Vorthos Magic and a little bit of competitive since both Nick and Allie, you guys are uh, grinders in the in the tournament scene. Um, we got a little bit there for the, the Mel's of the world as well. Um, so, you know, we'll toss out a topic and, and Nick and Allie, you guys will... Uh, Give us your, you know, weigh in on on whether it's yeet or yikes, and and give us your takes, be they hot or lukewarm or otherwise. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> really wish we yeet. had like a sound effect button that we could push. So we're gonna start this off with um the Ravnica D and D book. Do you guys know anything about this? A little bit from Ruben Bressler's show. Okay, and where I've do you some of? Okay, where do you stand on on us bringing? the magic world to D&D officially. Uh, I am yeet for that. That is a 100% great move. I love it. I think, I mean, it seems just like, like such an obvious thing to do. Magic started with Dungeons and Dragons. Like one, wizards, promote your brands, cross promote, get on it. And second, <laughs> like anything to just get more magic out in the world is a good thing to me. How about you, Ali? Also... What do you think about Ravnica? <laughs> I'm also going to say that this is a yeet because um, I have always wanted it to like, oh, what if there was like a magic like D&D and it's always been something I'm very interested in. So it's definitely a yeet. I mean, Joe, you were kind of working on your own little world for this in some ways prior to the, the full book coming out. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I, I, I don't know if I have the uh, the even though i'm a similar age to nick and ali i don't know that i have the the cultural capital to say yeet but i'm gonna say yeet to ravnica dnd magic role-playing is is an awesome idea in general and 
<clears throat> and yeah, like you said, cross promotion is huge because now you have people who knew one maybe starting to look into the other and you have ways of taking the cards and bringing them to life and making it a longer uh you know a longer game process i love that hey i'm gonna go with yikes and that's only because i think they picked the wrong world to start with uh i would have liked to have seen it start off with dominaria even though i know that it was made to kind of coincide with where it's at right now. <laughs> I feel like Hobbs like should like give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. He, he can't eat her yikes. <laughs> <laughs> that gets one thumb up. <laughs> it gets four out of five Yelp stars. <laughs> I, were we able to do anything back on Friendster? I don't remember. <laughs> what? Oh I don't gosh. know what that is. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know what that is either. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Next bullet point. <laughs> brings us to the next point, which is uh, somebody mentioned the idea of getting your goblin grenades altered to have the goblins all screaming yeet. <laughs> and don't we have like a burn expert on the show right now? It's not me. I play Bob. Certainly the bolt, Certainly the bolt queen. Yeah. I mean, so would you like to jump in first? Um, well, I, I would not consider myself a burn expert, just a lightning bolt enthusiast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> goblin grenade. A minor, a minor in bolt, not a major. <laughs> Inherently should be yeet. I'm probably going to give that a yikes. Oh, okay. Why? Is, is it a little too on the nose or? Yeah, I think, I think that's it. I don't really have a good reason. Would it change it if it said YOLO? <laughs> oh, YOLO, oh, YOLO would be so yikes. much worse. <laughs> That's a 100% yikes. It's a huge yikes. Big ol' yikes. <laughs> I, I'm going to agree. I actually say, I think it's a yikes because you're still, you're still blowing up a goblin. You're still killing a goblin. They're so cute. That's yikes. Pandering will get you everywhere on the Goblin Lore podcast. I appreciate that. I'm I'm in this camp. This I think it's worst. I think it's funny though. <laughs> this is the worst show ever because I really want now ones that say YOLO, <laughs> but they also need to be white bordered uh, and damage condition. Yikes. White I mean, white border white border is definitely yikes. White border is 100 percent yikes. I don't know how you guys do not play enough burn to troll your opponents. <laughs> Still one of my favorite deck projects. All the damaged and mismatched cards of Burn for you. Yeah, I rebuilt Burn at one point with uh, it literally. Uh, I think I had a I Jace think Nick versus just threw Sean. something. <laughs> no, I dropped my pen, but we'll, oh, okay. we'll consider it throwing something. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just so I even, angry. I even found a Jace versus Chandra incinerate just to be in a different language <laughs> with that. Yeah. Uh, on to the next one. Hey, so um, Brandon Sanderson's Children of the Nameless Story. So uh, for those that don't know, Brandon Sanderson actually has been playing Magic for qu quite a while. I mean, for at least as far as I know back, I remember I was in Utah and he randomly was coming to a store to gunsling. And that was probably five, six years ago. So he recently had a chance to write kind of some storyline for Magic and have people had a chance to read it. What do you guys think? I have not. I don't actually know this because I'm behind on the story. Yeah, I'm not aware of this either. 
So give us give us the TLDR. Do you know what that is, Hobbs? Uh, <laughs> TLDR is like the loser does right things. Yep. Right? Yeah? Good Too time. long didn't read. I I didn't have yes. time to study. <laughs> Joe, I Joe, read, the only way this is getting left in here is if you've read it too. <laughs> yep. Uh I have. So uh, the short version is um, we. This is a story outside of the main narrative. Uh, we go back to Innistrad and uh, meet this. Uh, gosh, what she's like fifteen, fifteen-year-old uh, girl, Tasenda, and she was a twin who has like this curse where I can't remember if she's if she's the twin who loses her eyesight at night or during the day, but like the other one gains, the, like loses their eyesight during the other one. And so like they are, are forever sort of bound to each other. And one is a warrior and one is a, a sort of a singing spell caster. And she's the, she's the singer that her song has been able to keep all the beasts at bay for years. But uh, after a while, her village in Kessig is overrun and everyone is killed except for her. And we then she finds this Davriel character who is a planeswalker, and he's he's the lord of the manor of this village, and he, he's got all these. Uh, sorry, spoilers for anyone who hasn't read it yet, but contracts with demons, and he's dabbling in dark arts and all this crazy stuff. Um, so it's intriguing i really i really enjoyed it i i I think i give it a yeet because it's it's this cool story that steps outside of the main story and it's um i don't know it introduces some interesting concepts i think i'm gonna go with yikes (laughs) (laughs) just all of that sounded like yikes (laughs) i mean that's what we gotta go with joe it's your fault yep Yep, that's fine i i gotta wear that I got to take yeah. that. Okay. So now we're going to move into probably the most important topic of the show, since we don't have a lot of goblin questions. Uh, one's to do with our elder dragons. So the ratio of male to female elder dragons. Question. What is the ratio of male to female <laughs> elder dragons? I feel like there aren't many female ones. Like maybe uh, the, the maybe the red-green... Um... Atarka? No, so there's Atarka. There's Dromoka. Um, those were they were both female dragons, I believe. And then Palladium Wars from the Dominaria ones. Yes. Are there other Elder Dragons? I don't think there are, right? We don't have any other ones. No, no. Elder Dragons, no. Mm-mm. No, I think it's yeah, it's Dominaria and then Tarkir. Okay. Yeah, Palladium Wars, yeah, and like you said, Atarka Dromoka. So Okay, so three to seven. Yep. Yeah. I think yikes, right? Like that's not that's not a representative uh, percentage. At least, well, actually, we have eleven technically because I forget, Ugin is. Um, oh, that's true. Okay, so three eight, to eight. Eight, yeah. yeah. I don't know what I mean. The human sample population, like women, outnumber men like fifty-five to forty-five percent or something in real life. I don't know what I don't know about dragons. Yeah, what's the ratio of dragon male to female? That's a good question. I think that I think this one might have to be reserved for like further study. <laughs> <laughs> Pending. 
this is pending. This needs further research. Okay. So, well, I guess then we could just ask the simple question. Nicol Bolas, yeet or yikes? What do you think, Allie? I'm actually curious. I know my answer. Um, it's like lore-wise, kind of yikes, but like, as the actual cards, I think that's... Cards are totally yeet. I love... I love the new Nicol Bolas, the the creature that flips into the planeswalker. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say yikes only because I feel like it's a trap right now in standard to go for that Nicol Bolas, and Nicol Bolas is always just like this card that I want to be good, and then I play it, and it's like not quite where where like you ever want to be in the meta. Like his best card is arguably Cruel Tomato, <laughs> which isn't even mm-hmm. him. <laughs> I mean, I think I have the problem of. Uh... I do appreciate that the four drop one is made to be playable, even though we do have the strong color commitment. We're not dealing with doubles of everything like we've had to do in the past or to just cast the planeswalkers. The bigger issue for me from a lore perspective, so this is going to be a thumbs down from a lore perspective of the new card, is that um, the version that we get in the Dominaria that we have right now is actually a less powerful version even though it's the one that supposedly sparks. Hmm. So he's not a 6-6, six, six, he's not as big, it's not, yet he's the one that the card actually represents sparking, and I had a lot of problems with that. I'm going yikes, he's a dick. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I like it. What is, okay, wow, that was, that was I, I'm just glad we didn't sit, turn that into a question about me. Uh, okay. <laughs> Amanatao's dress slash style. So this is a basically our harbinger of destruction and all things bad in the world is a little girl. What do you guys think? Oh, Amanatao is the um, the Esper Planeswalker commander, yes. right? Okay, yeah. now I know who we're talking about. I was like, yeah, I have four Well, no, it's fine. I don't know how to say it. I just was like reading the word, and I'm like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. So it's the Esper Planeswalker that basically kind of can manipulate time in some fashion. She's got all oh, of those like Death's Head moth motifs and stuff. Oh, that's right. She's got moths heat. Wow. <laughs> no yeet. <laughs> it's, it's moths. It's yeet. <laughs> I mean, that's like this. Just like... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, well, that that was a little easier than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to have a nice discussion about Seb McKinnon, just, I, but I the moths say, just kicked yeah. it over, right? <laughs> Seb McKinnon is also yeet. Yeah, true. That's fantastic. The art, like, like, creepy, but really good, and she just looks like a complete badass, and I love it, so definitely yeet. Yeah, like, what little girl is just hanging out in a swamp, just chilling? Surrounded by moths. I mean, it makes me think of like uh, oh, the awesome. little girl in um, Men in Black, the one that Will Smith just is the only one that he actually shoots during the training exercise. She has a little lamp too, Allie. Do you see that? Oh, it's like a fire. Us love lamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. It all makes so much sense. It's just the moth and lamp meme. <laughs> <laughs> this little girl is like the most heat. She needs to be in more stories. Well, she does, right? 
Yeah, I wonder as a standard anyone. card now if she's going to be Moth and Lampin. What if she's the one that saves Ravnica? Sure. I mean, yeah, that'd sounds be lit. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say it sounds lit? Is that a okay? thing? Yeah. Well, she's a lamp, so she's lit. She's going to bring all the mods with. <laughs> I mean, is she literally lit AF? Yes. She's a lamp. She's the lamp. <laughs> she's the lamp. <laughs> Wow, and just because we took these questions in random order, it makes for nice transitions, because we're going to move straight from that to green vampires. Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Given that I can name, like, one green vampire, I'm just interested in what people think. I'm now curious. What is it? Because <laughs> I don't know. Chameleon Colossus? <laughs> That's cheating. Mr. with that misform ultimate shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> I did say green, at least. I guess. Like, okay. What do you guys think of the, the concept of... We know green does not have vampires currently. Where does that fall for you? There's a moose There's a moose changeling, and that seems neat, which means it's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the moose. That was in, like, morning time or something. <laughs> the card was great. It just looks so derpy. It reminds me of Wooper. It's just, like, kind of dumb... And like, but just super happy to be there. <laughs> the moose changeling. I forgot the moose all about that is until great. now. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's even better than uh, the amoeba changeling, in my opinion. It's just the moose. Yeah, moose changeling definitely sounds like a yeet. <laughs> that's that's a green vampire too. I think I think we have an definitive answer. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> easy <laughs> uh okay sorry before we move off this i did google moose changeling and found a story that someone wrote uh about this card a little a little piece of fanfic lore called the last jelly moose which will be linked <laughs> in the show notes that's what i was just saying can we please be linking this because yep. okay yep <laughs> the last jelly moose i can't um, wait the, the last jelly moose, which also has an altar where he's wearing a fez. Yep, that's real. Yeah, okay, that's real life. Okay. Fezes are cool. Yeet. Okay, so Liliana and Gideon's guilt is that what? That, that just is depressing. I think the original question that was given to us by uh, Michelle at Balefire Strix on Twitter. Uh, was who wore who wore it better who wore the guilt better this year <laughs> Liliana or Gideon <laughs> and so we could we could phrase it that way if we want to who wore who wore guilt better this year so Liliana had the uh the unfortunate um contract sort of uh defaulting and becoming enslaved to Bolas and then becoming his minion. Uh, Gideon had to reckon with the whole not being able to beat up Bolas on Amonkhet and getting bruised and battered and, and thrown across the multiverse. If I were Liliana, I'd feel guilty about not reading the contract. Like, how do you not know Bolas gets, the, gets to, like, <laughs> enslave you? 
Did she never bother reading what she signed? She's the person who clicks through the terms of service agreement, but this time it was really important. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. I go with Gideon. Also, this isn't eat or yikes. This is like Gideon or Liliana, but still, yeah. we'll go with Gideon. Gideon's guilt makes sense. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Although I will also not read through the terms and conditions. Nobody does. <laughs> but like, if you're like signing, like if you're signing like a lease for an apartment or like buying a house, you're gonna read uh... it. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, next time you move, please send me your lease so I can read it. <laughs> I'm I'll just tell you. Please don't just blindly side things, Ellie. <laughs> Nick sounds like a cop, though, reading agreements. I don't like it. <laughs> that's a that's a that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I say as I'm wearing a Azorius T-shirt and getting licked in the face by a dog. Good, good boy. Speaking of good, good boys. boys. Yeah, speaking of good boys. How about Yargle? Everybody's good boy. <laughs> Almost single-handedly took down the weatherlight. Uh, and the next bullet point is the same thing as this. I don't know why I made two. I'm sleepy. Uh, Yargle, the giant swamp frog it, from Urborg, uh, I believe he was known as the glutton of Urborg, is his official title. And, uh, yeah, he, he's gross. Okay, so is the question, is Yargle yeet, or is Yargle killing the weatherlight yeet? Yeah, I think it's the, the the flavor of him basically this like random vanilla legendary being able to almost take down the leather white. Could be either. I mean, you can have a split answer. I'm going to go with Yargle's yeet. The the weather light is also yeet, so Yargle killing the weather light is yikes. <laughs> okay, is this like a transitive property of yeets and yikes? Yeah, it's, it's I wouldn't expect you to understand the yeet. <laughs> In this situation, it's like multiplication, though, because, like, the two yeets multiplied together make a yikes, right? Yargle times weatherlight, not great. Well, no, a Yargle on the weatherlight could be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeet. <laughs> that would be super yeet. <laughs> that would be, be a yeet for me. <laughs> it's, it's when... They, when somebody who's yeet does something yikes, it doesn't mean their actions are yeet. <laughs> That's, That's fair. my deep philosophy for tonight. <laughs> oh, I, what do we think of the new Vraska? How is she wearing it? Like, what do you mean about Vraska? I think we're looking at kind of this new look that we have of her and then kind of her role in the storyline. I mean, it, 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 people are really talking about the look in particular. I think this is a reference to um, the most recent this... artwork. Yeah, Magali Villanueva Magali's. did uh, her her new card, and she has this like f sort of fungus, uh, this flowing like mushroom gown type thing, like very regal looking uh, fungi. Um, but yeah, so her her new look and her yeah, like you said, Hobbs role as as sort of queen of the underworld, as it were. Definitely like her new look because. Uh... This art is just gorgeous. And then mushroom dress, totally a yeet. <laughs> mushroom dress is yeet? I'm going to go with mushroom yeah. dress is yikes. Pirate, pirate get up was way more yeet. Oh. They both be yeet. Oh, true. They could both be. I don't like mushrooms. I'm going with yikes. Mushrooms are yikes. 
<laughs> like like pirates like her her day attire and then mushroom oh. dress is like her going out on the town just, I, I don't like mushrooms mushrooms are have that weird texture they're like squeaky i don't like them <laughs> mushrooms are yikes mushrooms on the town is yikes for you mushrooms on the town sounds like a fantastic broadway musical <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an like, evening guess, in las vegas uh, <laughs> also true <laughs> so i don't the last couple that we've kind of had honestly is more to me i i mean i i've made this joke on twitter and i love to just stir shit uh sorry joe i just like to stir things up but no do not swear on this podcast it does. Uh, you guys have been doing it's a great a good job. christian podcast <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Good Christian, I that might be taking it a bit far. This is a good um, Church of Sarah podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would be closer. We have our own realm. Um, but we had talked about this. I I really am interested in your guys' thoughts and dredging up bad memories of dredge the flavor part of casting a spell into a chalice of the void. Like the ethics of it, whatever. I want to know from a flavor perspective if that works or doesn't work. Well, let's be clear. Ethically, it was always fine. <laughs> it was always fine that that question was stupid. Well, people took it so out of context, and I ended up just muting anything related to Chalice for, like, a week. So you got, like, yeah. new, of no even discussions about, like, the end of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, or, you know, you missed all of that content for a week. It was worth it. All right. Yeah. We all make sacrifices. But I'm thinking from a flavor perspective, if you do have this chalice thing, you know, the futility of casting a bolt into it. I'm just wondering, does that work for you guys? Isn't that like the point of Chalice of the Void? Like you're this powerful wizard, like crafting a spell, like you're crafting lightning bolts and then it just gets sucked into a void. Isn't that the point? I think, I that, think that that's a yeet in the flavor. Because the question is like, what's the flavor of like someone else casting a spell into a Chalice of the Void? Yeah. Like to see if they'd catch it? Yeah, basically. Well, they're kind of, maybe they're just a bad wizard. Right. Sure. I'm <laughs> they forget how to use their chalice like well they've been drinking probably from their chalice <laughs> can you drink the void i mean i hope probably so. not a good idea it's gotta no, be wait, get you drunk <laughs> <laughs> it's at least got to do a number on your liver Ellie, next time we get drunk, can we call it drinking from the void? (laughs) (laughs) Dallas, let's go. Yes, SCG Dallas. SCG Dallas, we're going to drink from the void. Drink from the void. Just don't drink into the void. (laughs) Or if you do, you know, take a a looter scooter home. Oh, they banned that card. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want people drinking in the void. It's true. They banned my DD. What is this? <laughs> no more magic least... Uber. That's yikes. <laughs> Looter scooter is magic Uber. No, it makes sense. Like it picks up someone and then drops them off, and that's the draw discard. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. Why well, did ban magic Uber? 
It's so sad. <laughs> Should we bring it home with the... Yeah, you go ahead and bring this one home. All right. As as a modern aficionado myself, and by aficionado I mean I really like casting hollow ones on turn one or, you know, playing boggles where no one else can interact with me. Um, so human decks have been the bane of my existence, but I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on the strength of humans throughout magic they keep coming out every year is this from like a flavor perspective also yeah we can go yeah we can go with both i mean because like if it's just like competitively like great make more humans humans <laughs> is a good deck i yeah. like that ellie obviously loves humans well i'm playing spirits now so well, so am i partially because yeah. humans is bad <laughs> 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 I think i don't know like like humans as a creature type feel so easy and they can do so much it's just like the huge range that human creatures have like like a, such yeah, a I wide mean, variety I mean, it's kind of this interesting thing that we're basically in some ways playing a fantasy game but the default then is still going to be a humanoid and in, in, in this case it's literally humans it's still almost kind of the default where you end up then it is it is easy mode to kind of make human cards yeah it's kind of it's kind of yikes that like like what are you playing magic the gathering it's like oh cool what's in that like do you have like fireballs like no do you have like dragons no what do you have humans this guy's like this guy's like uh he's a soldier and this is the <laughs> lieutenant <laughs> and then there's uh, a dude with glowy hands they do really and, well when uh, they work together and a pirate <laughs> Yeah, there's a pirate, and he was like, "Oh, what about the pirate?" He was like, "It flies." Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess there's our fantasy element. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it also has a mantis. Is that? It has a bug? <laughs> no, the bug is a human. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, because that's the mantis rider. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> the rider, but if it was a human bug card, much more interesting. That's Delver of Secrets. Ah, crap. <laughs> I think it only ever gets to be a human and then an insect. I don't ever think it's a human insect, though. If I remember right. But it's been a long time since I've cast a Delver. I mean, it's always been a human insect in my heart. Took it's... Delver out of the cube, I'm mad. <laughs> That's I a good choice. Uh, yeah, they took it out of the vintage cube with the new update. Yeah, it's kind of hard to make work. Like, as if you have that many spells in cube, like... You tend to just win the game with all your spells. You don't need a three-two. That's true. Especially like, like a three-two. Yeah, a three-two that you're only going to have one of in your deck. Yeah, if I could have four Delver, I'd definitely play four Delver in cube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what if you had like a cube version where each card you draft, you can put any amount in your deck? It can't be any amount, right? Like it has to be like you have to like max right. it out at three or four, right? Well, yeah, one to four. That'd be cool. You make like a full size deck. I know that like I've seen cubes where um, Squadron Hawk was a uh, you got four if you wanted it. You got up to four or up to three or something. Like, so that could work. Maybe maybe like maybe it's like a I don't know. You could probably make this work. I'm down with it. This could be like the next iteration of your cube. We kind of got away from humans. Good. I'm glad we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show. 
You can find the podcast at Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter, or you can email any questions, comments, or concerns to goblinlorepodcast at gmail.com. Nick Prince can be found on Twitter at Nick N. Prince. And Allie Warfield can be found at Arctic Mebo. That's M-E-E-B-O. Joe Redman can be found on Twitter at Findhorn. That's F-Y-N-D Horn. And Hobbs Q can be found on Twitter at Hobbs Q. Goblin Lore is a member of the Geek Therapy Network. You can find them at geektherapy.com or on Twitter at geektherapy. If you'd like to support the goblins, hop on over to patreon.com slash goblinlorepod and check us out. Thank you all for listening, and remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.